0: Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. Hello, I'm Ali. And I'm Lorraine. On this podcast, we find out about the upcoming bonus revival classic show in Hill Climb. Club historian Kenny Baird will join us soon. We talk about the use of mobiles in vehicles and check out the latest motoring news. And here's one to think about. Which model is celebrating producing its 10th millionth car? Ten I can't million, think, actually. No, no. So I got you on that it's one. Me there. Oh, good, yeah. good, good, good. But first. We've been road testing the new Volvo S60.
1: Yes, it was the UK launch of the all-new Volvo S60 and it started in Highland, Perthshire at the fabulous Fonab Castle Hotel, which we have passed many a time whilst heading up and down the A9. But this was our first visit to the hotel and very impressive it was too. Volvo had brought a touch of South Carolina to put Lockery as the sun was shining and there was a lineup of S60s in the drive as we arrived.
0: I know the sun shone for two days. It was just <laughs> it was
1: amazing. fabulous,
0: wasn't it? It really was. And this is the first Volvo to build to be built at the company's new manufacturing plant in Charleston, South Carolina. So that's where the sunshine came from. Brought it with them. Brought it with yeah. them, yeah. And and I must admit, when we drove up there, the, the hotel, the Fonab Castle, was very impressive. But so was the lineup of cars outside the S60s looked absolutely fabulous, and and we both said that on first look at the exterior of the car, with the same sort of word in mind. What was it? It was class. 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 Absolutely. absolutely. This beautiful. is a premier car. It looked absolutely smart with the lines along the sides, distinctive traditional Volvo grill. Yeah, and those
1: twin exhaust pipes as well. I love the slim LED highlights.
0: Yeah, too. they were in a sort of a shape of a T. Yes. They? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it was it was very good, very good indeed. Now, the day's driving took us from Pitlochry over to Aberfeldy, through Kenmore, towards Oban and on to Glencoe. And it really was a superb driving route. So well done to whoever planned that. Uh, and it's the S60... Took it without any problem, didn't Absolute it? Absolute ease. It was just a fantastic drive.
1: It was just, I think, pleasure is the word I would say. Yeah, driving yeah. pleasure. I, what I
0: found was, and I think uh, we, we both agreed that it was quite quickly one of those cars we didn't really want to get out of. No, no. no. And the, the, the roads were good and everything was just, the sun was shining. That helps. It was a perfect day, just a it, perfect day. It yeah. was indeed. What
1: about the inside though? Did you like the inside of it?
0: Well, I, I found it well kitted out with the, I, I love. The Volvo's iPad-like tablet on the center console. I think that's great. You know, you can do everything from there. You can operate the entertainment, the climate control, the comfort, and the safety. Everything. And we're all
1: so used to using iPads and tablets these days. It's just second nature, really, isn't it?
0: It can be a wee bit fiddly if you're driving. You know, you got to you put your eye on the iPad and then take it off the road sort of thing, you know, but you can do it on voice control say, you as well. I yes, yes,
1: there are alternatives. There are alternatives, distracted. yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Call the wife, things like that. You can t- say <laughs> things to It's absolutely great.
1: On a drive like that, though, what you really need is comfortable seats, and these were very comfortable. They were power operated, they were heated—not that we needed mm-hmm. it that day—and partially covered in that lovely nappa leather. And I found the lumbar support really, really properly supportive, which was really good. As yeah, well.
0: some of the, some cars, you, the lumbar support is there, but it's not always in the just in the, the right, right, right place. place. Yeah, I yeah. know it's, it's maybe our age. <laughs> you know, the backs are starting to creak, you know. But also in the interior, the the panoramic glass roof. It helped to create that feeling of Space And is there such a word as airiness? Yeah, there you know what is. I mean?
1: there is. And, and because it was a lovely day, it let the sunlight in too, which, a, which was another bonus. You know, Volvo have always been very eco-friendly. And in fact, even in the hotel, they had taken out all the hotel's products and because they were single-use plastic. Yeah. So they'd take out all that. And, and that continues into the car as well. Because the S60 Sports Saloon is the first Volvo to be sold without a diesel engine. And that's the way they're heading in the future. So it's only available as a pair petrol or a petrol hybrid. And we were driving the T5 R design, which costs around 37, nearly 38,000 um, pounds, which for a premium car, now you wouldn't blink if that was a BMW or an Audi, would you, or a mm. Jaguar? And this is a premium car, so I think that price is probably just about spot on. And according to the figures, it's <laughs> capable of 145 miles per hour. And no, no. We didn't drive. No,
0: we didn't. <laughs> Not on those particular <laughs> no, no. roads. Coaches, cyclists, caravans, tourists. I know. Tourists and that was before the summer sunset. Well, it was the West route.
1: Highland Way that was attracting everybody. So.
0: It was a fantastic driving route in a great car. The, the fuel efficiency was great as well. It was given as 35.3 to 39.8, with emissions of 155 grams. And the Euro N cap has awarded the S60 a five-star rating, which is not as unusual as you think as Volvo has always been well known for its attention to safety measures and uh, everything in there was all about safety.
1: And I remember being on one of the launches before, many years ago now, it was the very first pedestrian stop um, we were practising right, on yeah, yeah That's on, right. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, I mean, they have been up there, high up there in safety for for many, many years.
0: All the cars have eight-speed automatic transmissions and when the hybrids arrive later on, they will all have all-wheel drive. That's good. And the the drive through uh, those roads that we're talking about, the twisting Highland roads, uh, it was absolute pleasure. The two-litre four-cylinder engine, which provides 250 brake horsepower, was more than capable of providing everything that was asked of it. And with acceleration to 62 miles per hour in 6.5 seconds, overtaking was a breeze. It
1: was, and I actually had to squeeze the keys out of your hand to get a a shot of it at one point but um i did love it there are four drive modes on that s60 there's the eco which is the entry model then there's a comfort the individual and then the top of the range is the dynamic
0: the boot can take 442 liters of luggage and for an extra 400 pounds you can add the split 60 40 power folding seats you know so that you can do it Press a button great. and down press they a go, and yep. it's all there. Also, you don't even have to <laughs> press a button to open the boot. Hands-free <sighs> boot opening—that's what it's called. That amused you, didn't I it? I did. It was good. You can just put your your foot under it, underneath the rear bumper, and the boot lid opens. That's great for when you've got your hands full. Loading bulky or heavy objects in You've got a set of golf clubs in one hand A pint of milk in the other You know, it's good It's good it's, I, I love that technology That somebody's actually thought Wait a minute yeah, Clever Let's do Clever. something on that Yeah.
1: Well, Volvo says the interior is spacious and inviting And, you know, we would have to agree with that We've said that already And the exterior looks like a real premium car It might be their smallest saloon but they've got a lot to shout about with this car. We yeah, both loved
0: it. Absolutely. It was a, a great couple of days, as I say. The car was absolutely superb. So well done to, to Volvo on that one. It's a thumbs up for us for this. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely, yes. This is Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. Let's turn to motorsport now, Lorraine. The Boness revival classic show in Hillclimb is on the way. And there's a lot to talk about on it. And we did this uh, a wee while ago. Uh, It must be two or three years ago now. And I thought, let's have a look at it again, because this is a big special one. And who better to tell us about it is Kenny Baird, who's the club historian. That's a great title, Kenny, isn't it? It really is, club historian.
2: Yes, I'm quite pleased with that.
0: Maybe may, the, may she sound ancient though. <laughs> so.
2: I'm, I'm 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 interested in motorsport history and particularly the history of the Boness Hill climb.
0: Right, so let's just go back a little bit and give us a little bit of the history how it all started then for the Boness Hill climb because it's quite a spectacular event.
2: It is indeed. It, it was Scotland's first motor racing venue. Um, there was nowhere else in Scotland that was set up as a venue. For motor racing before Boness, and it all started in 1934, uh, and uh, it's ran, it ran until the mid 1960s. When the the, uh, the council, who owned the land, sold the land at the top of the hill uh, for a housing development, so the, the old, half of the old track has disappeared under mm-hmm. houses. But I mean, what we did was we we restored it all in 2008, and. Um, We've added a new section of track at the bottom, so it's roughly the same length as it was. Um, but we've retained the original bit. The, the original interesting bit of the track is still there. Yeah.
0: And going back to those early days, what about famous names that have been at Ness then?
2: Gosh, uh, gosh, everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody you can think of. Uh, who was a famous racing driver. I mean, the, the two big, big Scottish names were uh, Jim Clark and Jackie Stewart. Of course, they, yes. They, they both cut their teeth at Bone Hill Climb. And uh, Sterling Moss was there. And a lot of other the big names of the 40s and 50s, they all came to Bone Hill Climb because it was a major venue. It was, a, it was an international event.
0: So getting it back again, then, how did that come about? When you know, when it was sort of decided, right, let's build houses there. was, there a break? There was, there was a break. It stopped
2: in 1960. 1966. Nineteen sixty six was the last event on the old track, and it was part of the British Championships at that time. Um, and the council had decided to. Sell the land at the top of the hill for housing, mm-hmm. and obviously the the club who organised the event decided they would have to look elsewhere, and they actually took the the whole um, hill climb show. They took it to Dune Hill Climb, so that's how Dune Hill Climb got started. Uh, it was because Boness closed, right, um, and it, it lay derelict for um, well until two thousand and eight,
0: right. And then some, obviously, some members of the club thought, right, let's get back together. Yeah. And 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 this one that's coming up um, at, at the end of the the month here, we're looking at thirty first Saturday, Sunday, thirty first August, first September. People yeah. are people are coming, not only competitors but uh, spectators as well, coming from across the UK.
2: We have, yes, we have, and we and we have. Um, we've spectators from Europe who actually attend. It's people who are probably in Scotland on holiday. But we've done spectator surveys before, and we've picked up spectators from Germany and Belgium and France. So there are there are not. It's not just UK people that mm-hmm. come.
0: It's quite uh, from what I've found out about it. I haven't been, confess here, but uh, it's quite a challenging, uh, tight and twisty course. It
2: is. It's it's, it's it is very tight actually, and. Um, it's 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 a very intimidating course because the, there's no runoff at all anywhere. Um, there's just the track, and uh, you can't run off the track anywhere at Pontes. Because if you do, you're going to hit Amco or you're going to hit a bale. So it's very tight and intimidating, but it's great fun.
0: There's just nowhere to go. That's
2: what nowhere to go. <laughs> nowhere to go.
0: Don't take a left. Don't take a right. Just keep on going.
2: <laughs> keep it on the black stuff.
0: Right. So for people coming along um, for the Boness revival then at the the end of the month what can they expect what what you know if if you've never been before describe what's there
2: well it's it's set in the beautiful scenery of of, of estate in Boness, which is normally a public park and we turn the public park into a race track for the weekend and then we put it back to a public park again so it, it's a lovely setting there's lots of trees uh, there's a huge amount to see. I mean, apart from the, the race cars, there's there's the big classic car show, which is mainly on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. But there are, there are still cars on show on the Saturday. Um, there's a road rally on the Saturday as well, which is why a lot of the classic cars aren't actually on site. They're away out in the rally, and there's a road run. Um, and on the Sunday, there's a huge classic car show. I think there's 550 cars uh, on show, um, and they have a a car Canna, and there's various various stalls and stands there's plenty to see but as for the, the hill climb itself is on saturday and sunday right and and it's in, it's competition on both days and the cars will range from the early 1900s right up to 1974 that's their cut-off date is 1974 and and it's a range of racing cars and sports cars and they'll all be trying hard they're not just there they're not just there to put on a wee toodle up the hill. These guys are trying, they're wanting to win.
0: Just a wee toodle up the hill, yeah, <laughs> from what I've heard of it. Nobody
2: comes along <laughs> to do that. I was going
0: to say, it's not a wee toodle from what I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite a challenge. And, and, and quite a lot of different classes as well, isn't there, taking part?
2: There is, you have to have, because the, because the, cars, are, the cars range in age. from The earliest we've ever had was 1903. Um, although with nothing that early this year, I think right. round about nineteen twelve, I think is the earliest one. So the range from say nineteen twelve up to nineteen seventy four. So if you don't break them up into classes, the earlier cars and the ones with the smaller engines mm-hmm. aren't going to have much of a chance of winning anything. So I think there's about I think there's like ten classes this year. Right. Um, so everybody has a chance at winning something, and there's an overall prize for the the
0: quickest car. And for spectators it's quite, um, you're, you're quite close up aren't you? You, you, you are indeed It's yeah. not a case of being kept miles away just to see them going past oh, no. you can actually come and have a look close you're up mu- You're
2: yeah. much closer than you would be at a, a circuit racing event because the speeds aren't quite as high um, and, and there's only ever one car on the track at a time So, but uh, you're very close to the cars and you get down and you can mingle amongst the cars and the drivers and the paddock and most of them are more than happy to chat to you about their cars. It's getting them shut up, that's the habit. That's it, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> but if you've got an interest in cars at all, when you think of the race cars that you've got coming from all those different eras, uh, oh, yeah. when you think of the classic cars as well, there's just so much to see, isn't there? The,
2: uh, I mean, it's only, it's only £10 to get in, and I can't think of a better way. If you're interested in cars, I can think of a better way of spending £10 than to come along. Because you can be in from nine o'clock in the morning till five in the afternoon, and you still won't really have seen everything.
0: Okay, so the venue is quite easy to find, really, isn't it? I mean, we talk about Bowness, but it's a, uh, Am I right in saying it's the far end of Bowness when you it's, go? Th-
2: it's at the Grangemouth side of Bowness. It's right, right. on the very edge, Canile Estate, and we do have a lot of signage up, so you'll be able to find it without any problem. There's a massive car park. Um, and it's, it's, it's as easy to find as any, as any motorsport event in Scotland. And it's, it's probably Scotland's premier motorsport event. I'll put my, put my hat on and say that.
0: Well, there you go. Well, we wish you all the best with it on the weekend of Saturday, 31st of August and Sunday, 1st of September. Uh, Kenny, thank you very much indeed for joining us.
2: Thank you, Ali.
0: This is Ali Pally's Weekly Wheels. And looking at mobile phones. Yes. Okay, right. Now, the police are cracking down on drivers who illegally use their mobile phones with a new device that detects the dangerous behaviour. The device can determine if people are using their mobile phones without hands-free kits when driving. Hampshire and Thames Valley police forces are the first to use the new technology Uh, So what happens is when a driver is detected using a phone illegally by the technology, the device flashes the driver with a mobile phone signal as a warning. The technology will also allow the police to identify hotspots where drivers repeatedly use their phones. It can also recognise when a hands-free Bluetooth device is being used instead and will not flash the driver.
1: Ah, talking of that, yes. I was just mentioning to you just the other day about some other things that were illegal that we had mentioned before on the podcast about using a mobile phone in a car a car park in a supermarket mm-hmm. was illegal that you and I didn't know. Um, there's a few other things as well. Um, actually, <laughs> it said using the mobile, we all know that Apple Play when you go to McDonald's or something you drive through, by paying by your mobile phone at McDonald's or any of anywhere is illegal as well.
0: Right, so it needs clarified, some of it does. I'm talking
1: about legalities while we're on the subject. It's also illegal to drive without pants. So there you know why we'd want to leave the house without (laughs) pants, I don't know. But um, only if people can see you from the waist down, though. Which they would, would do obscene. if you were
0: going to a fast food joint. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so there's two offences committed. Two
1: offences, yeah. And um, there's a thing about about wearing flip-flops. It's not illegal to drive with flip-flops. However, uh, the law says that you, your attire must enable you to control the car and sometimes flip-flops can get under the pedals or fall off. So there we go. And um, I think the other one was flashing to warn The Ah, other people. Now, you've got a different take on that, haven't you? So, if you're flashing a driver to warn them of a speed check up ahead, it's illegal. But your take on it's different.
0: My take is different. My take is that if uh, I flash someone who's coming towards me to say that there is a a speed check further up, then I am stopping a criminal offence taking place. So, I'm actually. Crime, crime prevention. So elegant. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just going back to mobile phones, though. Uh, road safety and breakdown organisation GEM Motoring Assist. They are urging at the moment the UK government to update the wording of its law on the use of a mobile phone while driving. The law says that a defence is committed if a driver uses a handheld mobile phone for interactive communication, just what you're talking about behind the wheel, whereas mobile phone use has evolved beyond the legislation that was introduced in 2003. Now, the call comes after the High Court overturned the conviction of a builder who had been using his phone to film the scene of a collision as he drove by. And the the judge stated that the legislation does not prohibit all use of mobile phone held whilst driving being better acknowledged. Despite this, drivers who did choose to use a mobile phone behind the wheel could still be prosecuted for more serious offences such as careless or dangerous driving. So GEM are saying to the government, it's time we had a look at this again and, and brought it more up to yeah, date. Up to date. Indeed. Quite right to. Yeah. Right. What else are you got? Well, up for us? the
1: third-generation Seat Leon has achieved one million sales since its launch in 2012, and thanks to the formula Leon based on design and functionality, it became the most widely sold model in the Seat range. Overcoming the dominance by the Ibiza for the previous thirty years. So well done. So Leon has transformed, say it really, in the past, recent history, in terms of their brand image and financial and their commercial standpoint as well. So well done to well the Leon. To them, yeah. Yeah. And
0: finally, finally, because we've run out of time. Okay. Um ten millionth car.
1: I don't I don't Ford, one of the Fords. Mini. Ah. Oh.
0: Mini celebrating their 10th millionth car as the brand celebrates their 60th year. Oh, well done. Absolutely. Happy birthday, Congratulations. Mini. Happy birthday, Mini. Uh, is that a little song somewhere? Uh, that's it for this week, as I say. Uh, thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh, Lorraine, we'll be doing some more motoring. we we'll some do next week. Absolutely. Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels podcast. Like, share and subscribe.